This is Watch the Media. I'm John Schrader. We come your way from the University of Nebraska in Lincoln, the College of Journalism and Mass Communications, the studios of 90.3 FM, KRNU. A little inside radio today. We spent a morning this week with one of the local sports radio shows, Early Break, with Jake Sorensen and Steve Sipple. They've been doing this show on 93.7 FM, The Ticket, since May of 2016. Both are graduates of the College of Journalism. Both are Nebraska natives. Sipple's been with the Journal Star newspaper for about a quarter of a century, and for a lot of that time as a columnist covering University of Nebraska football, basketball, and much more. Sorensen is also an account executive at the radio station. We hope you get a little bit of an idea of how it works and who these guys are. Wake up, Lincoln. I overslept. Damn rooster didn't crow. It's time for Early Break with Zip and Jake. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. I will not say he's low energy. I will not say it. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. I won't say he was an older fellow, but he was an older fellow. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. What's the thrust of the show today? Well, there's a lot of stuff. We'll get to the Bill Moose situation as far as what uh, the Hank, Hank Bounds and Ronnie Green have set in a statement of, uh, regarding something that was, you know, an internet post that went wild. They thought they had to more speculate that. I know. They, a lot of the posts that went wild they had to speculate against that. We'll get, we'll get to that as the show goes on. But last night, SIP Nebraska basketball had yeah. a chance to, you know, get their season kind of back on track again. They've had that for the past couple games. And they lose at home to Wisconsin, 62-51, 11-point loss. The Huskers at one point led the second half, 40-37, to before they folded, shooting uh, you know, just poor once again. On the night sip, on their home court, Nebraska shoots 28.3%, 17 of 60 overall. From the free throw line, not great either, 13-20. And once again from three-point land, 4 for 20, 20% as Wisconsin comes in, goes to 7-3 and three now in conference play, 15-6 and six overall. Nebraska SIP, 3-7 and seven in conference play, four straight losses, six out of eight, three straight home losses at PBA, and it is uh, it's spiraling still. It, it didn't stop spiraling last night, the season. No, no. January, we're going to remember January as as a critical month in Nebraska basketball history. We're going to remember January of 2019 as, I mean, I'm going to say historic month. I mean, it was the month that ended Tim's reign as Tim's era as head coach, okay? I mean, this is it. I don't, I, and you know me, I'm about the last one to go there, right? Yeah. But, but Jake, what, what could happen now? To save Tim. Well, I mean, I mean, I I don't know. If, if it seems very unlikely this team will will bounce back and get any sort of win streak going, they they, they look so. I thought it is the flat last night again. Yeah, it, they look flat for three That's straight games. Three, I mean, almost four straight games. I thought they were flat against Michigan State, kind of a little bit in that game, a little flat. So the month of January, in you know Nebraska's two and six in the month. Okay. So how did this pairing get made? Uh, well, I had a Connor Happer was my co-host here. And when he was promoted to the 11 to two show, I said, you know, this show has built up quite a bit of following in the past couple of years. Um, and SIP had been a regular guest in her show. And I know that he liked, he, he had previously been a co-host here in one of our early years. And you know, I think he liked doing it. I said, I, I work well with SIP. I think we need to make sure we don't go and go with a novice here. I want somebody who's respected, you know, as, as you know, and is good at radio. And, and so I asked him if he was interested, and uh, the rest is history. Yes. So why did you want to do this? Okay, so here's what happened. I did a show with Jake Bogus, and I did enjoy it, but it was from 2 to 6, um, and it was too much, 2 to 6 in the afternoon. And I told the former station manager that I can't do 2 to 6, but if and if I'm ever going to do this, I would like to do it 
um, I could only do it from six to eight or six to nine. It'd have to be a morning show. And I never really thought it would, would happen, but it kind of happened out of the blue. Um, and I just thought I, now I love doing talk radio. So it's, for me, it was pretty much a no, no brainer. I love working with Jake. Um, I would say it's the funnest part of my day. I mean, as strange as that may sound to people because it's such an early show, it's not hard for me to get up. Um, Jake knows I never miss a show. Yeah, I don't, I don't miss a show because I love doing it. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's the, it's kind of sad that the day starts going downhill at eight, but, um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, but I really like the first two hours. <laughs> How does your day job in the newspaper business inform your radio work and vice versa? Uh, I don't mind saying this in front of Jake. I, there is no doubt in my mind it's helped my column writing. There's, I have to put thoughts together on the radio. I have to pay closer attention because of the radio show than I did before I was doing full-time radio. Um, I have, there's numerous times Jake's given me ideas. I mean, ideas in our, our, our realm and in, in my profession are gold. I mean, ideas it's, is what it's all about. Um, I'm to the point now where I can execute an idea, but but the idea is the key thing. And Jake Jake has no idea. I mean, there's been hundreds of times where I've just something he said has made me think about something that's turned into a column. So um, I, I that's how I would always sell it to my bosses if they would ever say, you know, we don't think you should be doing that. I'd say I, it's helped me immeasurably. Your reaction to that? Well, I think it's it's, it's true because when you know, when we have a, a two hour show, we're not always going to go off of things that we see in the Journal Star or anywhere else. Sometimes we just have thoughts that are in our heads when we are talking throughout the show. That hey, that is a column idea. That that's something where you can you can ask about that or write or, or write yes. about that. And oftentimes we'll have a guest on that will you know like we have Kerry Cohorn for example is a, a good a former Nebraska ball player that we have on. And oftentimes, Sip will use for his drive for six is you know six bullet points he goes through, or through for, for a column about Nebraska. Go back to him; he's a respected shooter, a great player of the past. And if something he says resonates, that could be a potential column idea or just a bullet point in an article. So it's not just things I say; it's it's the questions we ask the guests and how they answer them that can certainly help him and everybody else at the, at the paper, you know, to write you know good mm-hmm. good stuff. So Jake, you come at this as more of a fan. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm probably the fan. Sips more of the. You know, he's the, the real journalist because I, mm. I. I. tend to have. You know, I'm passionate about a lot of things. Sip is very passionate too about certain. You know, I, I guess topics. But if I'm like, if I'm talking about Nebraska basketball, like I am a, a big fan. Sip likes it, but he covers it as a as a journalist. I would say, right? I. Yeah. I I'm the fan of that regard. I, I have no problem being that. And he can talk me off the ledge sometimes, or, or help me through something when things are good or when things are bad. But but you would say, like, I mean, Jake's not an over the top fan. I mean, you heard him today talk about Nebraska basketball in very measured tones. I mean, he was he was very measured. He wasn't he didn't come in affected emotionally. There's times he there's times he does, but it's not. I mean, he keeps it very professional. I think people like that. By the way, I I think they like that there's a, a fan element to Jake. If it was just too surly columnist, I'm not sure that would, I think that would be somewhat of a turnoff. Well, what makes radio work and why people love it is not only its personal medium, uh, your connection with the audience, but you're being genuine. And if you can't be genuine, then you might as well go do something else. Right. And I, I never <laughs> lie about my passion. People know if I'm ticked or if I'm happy about something, I'm going to I'm gonna show that on the on the show. I'm gonna be doing jumping jacks of excitement, or I'm gonna be just you know sad. But today, like I said, I was measured because I'm kind of numb to what's happening with the season. But as we pointed out after the Rutgers game and the Ohio State game, I was I was pretty angry. I showed anger on the show, saying this is not where this is supposed to go. But as the season becomes more of a you know like a, a similar thing we've seen in the past, I, I see how things go, and it just it's disappointing, and I'm just kind of okay with it because I've seen it, but. Um, that's just, yeah, I've resigned. It's resignation at this point. Can I tell you something? Yes. We have to be very real. I mean, do you are you concerned about? I mean, how much do people want to listen to this 
stuff. What am I supposed to say? Oh, everything's <laughs> fine. Oh, you know what? They've lost four straight games. Copen's out for the year. They'll figure it out. I'm just being real here. I mean, I can't, I can't sugarcoat this season and say I'm, everything's fine. I'm not. It's not. There's no sugarcoating over here. I'm pissed. Would you? And I'm covering it up. I'm okay. I'm not. I don't expect you to sugarcoat anything. And I'm not. I'm not putting any blame on you. Don't personalize okay. everything. All right. All right. Um, it's it's a concerning thing. I regard it with sadness because this was supposed to be an unprecedented season for and, Nebraska. And we we got glimpses of that. It was that way for a while. They were thirteen and four, you know, eleven and two. It, yeah. it felt like, hey, this team is going to be really good. They were supposed to be good. And look at this. They they had a great non-con. They except for the Texas Tech loss, you beat Seton Hall on your home court badly. You you blast Creighton. You beat Clem, right. Clemson in a, in a tough game on the road. He said they're doing what we thought they could do. That's the worst part. It's hard to define what it is. There are people who make a lot of money um, in the radio and broadcast business trying to figure out what it is. Uh, there's some chemistry here. Um, how does that work? Uh, how does that it factor of that chemistry work? Because it, it's not that easy. Uh, I mean, I don't you, – you can't really explain it. I mean, like, that's the thing about chemistry. That's a, kind of the beauty of it, right? It's kind of hard to really understand it, and you don't even necessarily want to understand it. And I don't – you don't necessarily want to break it down too much because it might affect the chemistry. It just it, – it just, it just does work. I mean, I think some of it is our different ages, and so we we see things differently, but we see things uh, – we also see things the same. We have similar – I mean, I think we have similar belief systems or similar enough, and I think that helps. But here's the thing that helps the most with Jake. He's as real as a piece of concrete, okay, <laughs> and that – is really helpful for me. I mean, so I feel a lot. He doesn't have agendas. He doesn't have weird things going on that I have to anticipate. Um, it's it's. Um, he just. I know where it's. I know where it's going to be coming from, and that. I think a lot of it just comes down yeah. to that. Jake. Yeah, same thing. I mean, I think that uh, like you said, the age factor a little bit, little bit younger than he is. We, we we see things similarly, but from different decades, I would guess too. Yeah. But. Yeah. But I, we just there's not a lot of disagreements there. It feels like we, we're pretty much on the same page. I, I I always think it's uncomfortable when you listen to a show and it, it's just always arguing and yelling. You know, it, some people <laughs> some people like that. I mean, it's it's good. It is good once in a while to get into a disagreement. But if it's every day, like if you watch, you know, for example, I'll bring up you know uh, what first take with Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith that they're always yelling at each other. I can't watch that. I, once in a while, there's compelling stuff, but it's every single day the same thing. And I get why people like that, but I just think it gets out of control. It's like, okay, you're just trying to find ways to argue and, and disagree. And, again, there's a spot for that, but not every single day. And we rarely have that kind of view here. When it is 180 degrees, when you do have to get in each other's face, you're comfortable with that, and how do you yeah. do it? Yeah, I am. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I mean I'm not – now, I will say this. We, it, when it does get heated, I don't feel totally comfortable because I consider Jake a friend. So when you have a disagreement with a friend, you don't feel – it's not like you feel great about it. But Jake moves on really quick. It's not personal. Like, I don't think there's – there's only been a couple times where I've, I walked out feeling kind of bad and wondered – Two times in three years. I mean that, and and then, right, yeah. and and I don't think it's happened recently. And I think there's, you know, I, I mean, so is what Jake said. I don't think it's great radio when it gets that, when it gets that to that level. Um, I think sometimes you're going to have some natural disagreements about sports, but I, I don't. I never have. Like, I think we can go at each other pretty hard without it affecting anything. Uh, same way. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some times you disagree, but it, I, I don't take things personally. Like you said, I, I don't I don't walk away like, well, God, this this is stupid. Like, I don't want to work with him anymore. Like, some people feel that way. Some people, they, they'll yeah. they'll do the, the show, but they, they, they secretly, they hate the guy they work with. Like, they do it because it's three hours. Like, you know, this is our show. We do it together. But you don't see much communication, you know, you know, but after the show and before the show, it's just let's do our thing and we'll go separate ways. And that's just that's not good. You know, we 
text oh, throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. We text all the time. We'll talk you know, about different things, and there's a good relationship there. So you don't see that sort of, uh, you know, we don't, even though there's disagreements once in a while, you don't see it affect the overall chemistry of the show. Yeah, yeah what more can I say that it's like I, I mean it when I say it's the best part of my day. I look yeah. forward to it. We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jake. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That test. All right, song of the day, Changes by David Bowie. This is not a sign of things to come with the, with the basketball team. Oh, it's symbolic? Just, it's just a, you know, not symbolic, it's just a song today, Sip. But never leave the stream of permanent sand. So the days Trying to get the lyrics there, what? But still the days seem the same. And these children that you Scott dancing over there, hot take. Try to change their worlds. <laughs> okay, stay in your space, please. Four, six, please. four, five, six, eight, five, one being bad, ten being good. Text in your rating on Song of the Day, Changes by David Bowie. It's a very enjoyable course. Like that? Yeah, I like it. What's your uh, Song of the Day rating there? Uh, you know what? It, this, this song sparked a thought. I had a thought the other day oh about boy. song of the day, and there's there's been a lot of I'll, I'll hear a lot of bands, a lot of singers, some songs. I think, man, I'm sort of surprised Jake has never played that. Okay. On song of the day, it wasn't that song though. It was another David Bowie song, Modern Love, and and Modern Love's a great I'm song. I'm generally not a big David Bowie fan. I like that song. Modern but Love. I don't really like David Bowie in general. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that song. My wife of is. Changes? Yeah, not oh, a big wow. fan. Okay. Um, not, just not. So I'm not going to give it a high score. Yeah, I, I respect David Bowie at a high level. Rest in peace. I, I, I mean, he's, he was a, he's a, an icon, but that's a 5.3. What okay, you hot take oh, here in the my, house. You gave that a 5.3? Yeah, hot take, I gave that I a 5.3. I saw him dancing, by the way. Hot yeah. take was yeah, hot up take was in my space at one point. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> That, that, I was going <laughs> to give it a nice little 8.2. Uh, is that right? Yeah, I'll take that. Well, 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 why, why is it past 10? Why don't you just lock it in? All right, I'll, I'll stick with 8.2. That's my final <laughs> okay, answer. Okay, I'll go take it, Hot Take. Hey, lock yeah. that in. Yeah. All right. Lock that in, 8. Hot Take. 8.2. Yeah. Uh, Scott Ayers joins us, by the way. Tech, yeah, Hot Take Ayers. Scott Ayers. Uh, pleasure. People are giving that uh, anywhere from about a 7 to 10 today, Sip. 7 to a 10 on the text line. Is We're, that right? My name is Scott Ayers. I am the intern and... Morning producer here at 93.7 The Ticket. Hot take, uh, Hot take is, is back here. from outside. How's oh, the weather out there? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh, uh, it's okay. Let me tell you this. Every time I step out, instantly got a cough, developed it right away. I know that's strictly from the cold. My nose hairs were yes. frozen inside my nose. I believe Surely. that. Surely they're thawing now. And uh, I, I, I walked laps, and I, I, I looked at traffic. <laughs> Because that's important. No cars on the road. Stay no, on the road. Nothing? No, well, I saw one car, a truck. Drove by. Didn't wave. I didn't wave back. And uh, <laughs> how dare you? That's very unkind of you. That's very unkind. Why would you wave? Mean spirited of you. No, no. Why would you wave? Because it, he's outside. I, Just be I'm a cold. nice person. Say hi Any to the cold Chick-fil-A guy. Any Chick-fil-A update. All right. Uh, they're still building hot take song of the day. Maybe it's cold outside. All right. Top of the hour next on Early Break on the Ticket. The nickname Hot Take for me has just kind of developed over the last few years. Um, it's kind of almost a satirical thing, too, as you see on radio and all that. These these big-name guys, they come out and they say some crazy, crazy things. So I've kind of adapted my own brand to that with Hot Take. And um, it's crazy things as well. You know, last year on the Brett Kane show, I, I made comments such as, you know, Baker Mayfield, he's going to be, or the exact comment is Baker Mayfield and the Denver Broncos, they're back. As a projection, as in Baker Mayfield's going to get drafted by the Denver Broncos. So um, that's kind of where it stems from, is kind of these crazy claims that um, at the end of the day aren't necessarily going to be true, but 
um, I think they can kind of bring a light and a, a sense of humor to, to the sports world. And they give you free reign to pretty much do what you want to do, and you haven't told them, and it's just spontaneous. Yeah, it's it's spontaneous, exactly. And um, kind of what I do here on the show is, you know, the, the hot take weather report. So they, they send me out there, out in the field, um, you know, because I, I need to be a good journalist. That's important, rule number one. So I need to embrace the elements. So I walk around, feel the cold, and I come back in and give my report. Uh, it's nothing that you'll see on the evening news, but I think it's, it's pretty close. Jake is the kind of maestro, the choreographer, the button pusher, the the, the idea generator. You put the put the show out, and you're comfortable with it. <laughs> yes. You don't, want to, you don't want to be the choreographer. Well, no, it's not that. He just he knows this. He knows all this. He makes it he makes it extremely easy, and I think he's mindful of the fact that my job's pretty demanding, and. I mean, a lot of preparation, let's face it, just occurs for me naturally because of the work I do. There's not a lot of, I don't have to do a lot of pre preparation. But as far as the maestro element, my God, you see it. And it's one of the things I really appreciate. Jake's gotten to the point now where he's, and I, I, I know he gets compliments on this from other people, that he, you saw it today, John. I mean, he runs the show very smoothly. I make like when Hot Take was on, he and okay, so we have a we talk about <laughs> Seth Davis sent, then we send Hot Take outside to do a weather report, and then we transition back to Hot Take. That's not easy. That's not necessarily all easy to do, but Jake somehow does it very seamlessly. So you know, what I need to say is this: I come in, I sit down. Jake's organized. I know the show's organized. I don't have to worry about anything but giving my opinions. There's nothing. And that's probably the way it honestly probably should be, you know. And when do you plan this show? When do you start orchestrating this program? It depends on what, if I've got a busy night ahead. So if I have a busy night, I'll, you know, do something more in the afternoon to try to get at least a, a, a skeleton script out there. Not a script, but just a rundown of what we're going to do because there's nothing that's, everything is unscripted here. We just want to make sure we have ideas of where we're going with our topics there. So... Um, anywhere from, I would say, 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 8 o'clock at night, I'm going to you know, send him a rundown. And he will have it in his email to check. But we'll, we'll always talk about it, though. It is, it's very uncommon that we won't have at least a conversation or I'll text him about something and we'll you know, discuss, hey, should we discuss this at this time or what, you know, can we get this guest on? There's always communication on that, which is, I think what makes our show you know, good. Is there, you're not coming in clueless about no. what we're talking about today. We, we always know what we're going to talk about. And uh, here's the thing. I... I can kind of anticipate where it's going. I mean, when things crop up during the course of a day, um, I know what Jake. I, I I know Jake well enough to to understand. Okay, we're probably gonna be we're probably gonna hit on this to a certain extent. I'm not always right, um, but I, I can. In, I mean, it's pretty easy to anticipate what you're gonna be talking about. Yeah. Pretty nice day though when you have a. a Husker lost to Wisconsin four in a row. Tim Miles conversation. Bill Moose is in the news in the last 24 hours. So, I mean, some days you just show up and it's like serendipity. This, this, is, a, this is a good I'm day. I'm sorry, it is. Sip is laughing over there, but yeah, it is. No. Damn it, you do radio five days a week, and some days you just like the stuff to be there waiting for you on a plate. You, would, you, know, you, you talk about June and May when there's just not much going on. I mean, those are brutal days. You really earn your money in sports talk when you – create a two-hour show then like this time of year i mean it's not quite like football season where there's i mean it's, it's there's audio all over the place there's topics that's pretty easy basketball season there's games going on there's you know there's coach talk now if you can survive april through july and give quality radio then when there's nothing going on that's when you've really done something well as a as a radio host no, in the situation it's just it's a it was a weird day and i think you and i we, we we saw the rumors yesterday morning before the show we did not address them because they were simply rumors so i uh, Ever want to know why aren't you talking about the elephant in the room, Bill Moose? Because there was nothing to report. It was all rumors. After the show, sip, we got you know, obviously the the statement from Ronnie Green and Hank Bounds about you know they they back up Bill Moose. But it, it was just 
it's been a you as you pointed out yes in your you know what you wrote last night it's been a bizarre week and a bizarre 24 hours I think, I, in Nebraska land. Yeah, I think you know a lot of people wonder why did Ronnie Green and Hank Bounds feel compelled to respond to message board rumors. There's there were a lot of people yesterday I heard from that said what what are they even talking about? What what are these rumors? There are a lot of people in my world in your world that do not go delve into that message board world, right? They're smart to not do that because right. it, it's it's a mess. Right. But it's out of control quickly. But this is a case not now, you know, you, you hear some people blaming the media for this. No, it's not. They put out a statement when Ronnie Green, the chancellor, and Hank Bounds put out and Hank Bounds the president, when they feel compelled, the leaders of the university put out a statement. We can't ignore it at that point. So now for the media, for the conventional media, it becomes very awkward because you're you are we are, we are aware of the gist of the rumors. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's true and what's not. the The core issue to me is this: this is a world, and people are very happy to be in this world, and I, and I'm not. But there's people that are very comfortable with it. I talk to them all the time, and they say, "Sipple, you make way too big a deal of this." But I am never going to be comfortable with the part of our society where you can log in with a phony name and assail people's character without any without any recourse. Yeah. You no can, consequences. No at all. no consequences at all. And there the people will tell those people will tell you that's how truth comes out. You can't use your name. Well, I'll never be comfortable Anonymity. with it. Yeah. I mean it's in what happens now, and it can happen, it could happen to you, Jake. People could get on a message board oh, sure. and say whatever they and want. And it will spread like wildfire. Right. If it's if it's juicy enough, right? right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If someone dislikes you enough, they can assail you to the point where it's damaging. Sure, yeah. And that's a scary it's thing. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But, but it's amazing how comfortable people are with it. They're they're they like it. They're comfortable because they can't have a consequence of it. it doesn't right. it doesn't affect them. Let's just ruin somebody's life because it won't hurt me at all. Right. Dumb. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that. Message boards are ugh, cesspools. It's not me. just message boards, guys. Guys create fake Twitter, accounts yeah. on Twitter. The eggheads um, on Twitter. Yeah. The eggs. It's amazing. It's amazing that the degree of comfort there is and the degree that those people are protected. You can't get to a person on Twitter who does that. That's right. You can't. Yeah, how do you, you don't know they're, they're One of the things I appreciated, especially about the program you did today, is a little bit of insight about um, how this process works. You're talking about Bill Moose and and uh, the message boards, and you're talking about um, Bounds and Green and why they have to react to it. It's a little bit inside baseball, but I think it's informative and important to the audience to understand how you think as a journalist, how you think as a as a as a radio host, and and the process of it. Because I don't think we do that enough. Uh, we share a Enough of the transparency of of your inner you sip your your inner uh, sort of um, uh, wrangling here about well this is a thing it's message boards and but but when the president and the chancellor have to uh, uh, respond to it then boy it is definitely big news and I think it's informative and important to the audience that that happens one of, one of the things that I've said on the show that got the most reaction at least from people I know that were listening they were very interested and Jake will remember. When I, t- I, it was just a brief discussion, but people are fascinated by it, and it's getting, it's, it gets to what you're, you're alluding to. It was me saying there was a time in our business, in the journalism business, in the newspaper business, where if I used an anonymous source, I would have to go through four channels to get it approved. I would have to go, or three or four, um, for sure. The, the sports editor, number one the managing editor number two, and the publisher number three. Anytime I used an anonymous source, it would have I would have to explain that source, why I'm using the source, and then it would have to be approved. Nowadays, there is no, there is zero. I can I could throw a source in anytime I want, and there's no, there's nobody check, there's no checks and balances there. And people were very, very like interested in that. I was struck by that because to me it seems sort of mundane. 
Um, but but those but you're right. I think people do like to hear about like Parker when we were talking to Parker Gabriel today, the beat writer. What goes through his mind during days like Monday and Tuesday? Um, I thought Parker was really good on that. By the way, do you have thoughts about that? Yeah, I think with the transparency about like you know. We were talking about how, how Sip said, yeah, I got texts. We were talking to Parker about it. I said, you know, we, we saw your text on the text line. We're not dumb. We, we know there was some news there, but we didn't want to report it because there was nothing really concrete yet, and we don't want to be rumor radio. So I, I want to be, be very clear. Like today, I, I, I look back and say, yeah, we were aware of what you saw, what you were texting in, but we have level of responsibility here. We, we can't be just reporting everything that comes out that doesn't have any sort of concrete evidence to it. So... I thought we handled yesterday very well, and and Sip at one point in her interview with Robin Washett had had received a text and said, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that we're talking about a, you know, a guy that is going to be making the hire in Bill Moose, which would say, you know, I know he's going to be back. So we waited until that moment after he had some pretty good concrete evidence that that was going to be the case before we even addressed the whole situation. So um, I, I just think, yeah, you, you have to be responsible in that, and I think it is good to you know be transparent though in how you are going about your ways, though, too. Since you guys brought up age and generation, I'm older than both of you. And 40 years ago, when I started in the business, there was a real sort of regulation in the business, your bosses, a little bit like your four layers of anonymous sourcing, right? Where the general manager and the news director, the sports director, the program director, there was a real accountability at every level. Now I believe the regulation in our business is self-regulation. Some people have higher standards. Some people have lower standards. They, they go into topics that they're either interested in or, or touchy or they know that's going to anger the audience or they create outrage, right? Do you feel like you've sort of regulated the standards of this program? That's a long ways to get to that question. Do you feel like you have to regulate the standards of this program? Oh, okay. That's, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, and it's another reason I feel comfortable with Jake. Okay. And I hope I can express this. He's he's not outlandish. I don't worry about him saying stuff that I have to just, you know, that, that's exasperating to me. Um, I, well, that's important, and that's what you're getting at. Yeah, he J- Jake is in many ways the regulator. Um, he determines what we're gonna do and what we're not gonna do is more probably more important. Um, I am not as stringent as Jake. I mean, I would be more apt to say yes to something that's probably dumb and Jake will just be like, no. The thing I appreciate about Jake is he just doesn't let anything happen on the show. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty buttoned down. And that's, I think, what you mean by self-regulation. Mm-hmm. And, and I would not do a show that I had to worry all the time about what was going to happen. I just wouldn't. I, but, but, you know, Shock Jock Radio... Is 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 where people go to get reaction, to outrage folks, to to get an audience. Well, some people have to do that. We we think our content's good enough that we have you know again, Sips a respected journalist. You know, obviously been here for for several you know, long couple decades covering Nebraska football and basketball, and other sports, and that's enough for us to to get our audience. So we don't have to be shock talk and any sort of just just quake takes and stuff like that. We we want to make sure that we are responsible in that, and we don't need to have that be the way that you know gets us listenership because we think that our content is good enough and that our conversations which are are very frank and you know very truthful we're not trying to be different people when we talk uh that's how we get our listeners and we think people are they trust us you know we have a high trust level with listenership we don't lose listeners and you talk about regulating yourself if we start started doing rumor radio or just doing you know dumb stuff routinely I think you lose a little trust with your listeners. Uh, listeners, you don't want to have them go other places because they're getting tired of the host doing dumb stuff or talking about dumb stuff. We don't. We know what people want, and we we deliver that to them. Parker Gabriel joins us, and he was <clears throat> neck deep in this late Monday night. I mean, you were. You know, you you were well aware of the rumors. You were abreast of the situation. Um, 5.30 yesterday, me and Parker were talking about Jake before the show. Now, what I'm wondering, Parker, by way of question, is, okay, the statement from Bounds and Green, there's always this discussion, there's, there's discussion right now, why was it necessary to put it out? 
the question I have for you, and you're very, very astute when it comes to things like this, do you think going forward in this society that such statements are going to become more and more prevalent? Is it just the world we live in, the social media world, the existence of these sorts of rumors that can crop up very easily? What do you think about that? I like I like that you I like that you're by way of question. I think that you should preface every question you ask by saying by way of question. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to say. You know, like I would hope that um, in some ways, you know, we on our end of things, and even the people on social media, you know, the population in general. I would hope that we could sort of get better in the social media age at sussing out what has any credence and what doesn't, but it's really hard. I mean, this is, it happens in, in politics. It happens in, you know, any area you want people. This is like, I mean, literally yesterday was, was fake news in a way and not just because, of, you know, whether every single thing that was said or not was 100% true, false, or otherwise, but just in the way that the echo chamber grew so loud so fast. I mean, that's that's like the, you know, that's when you, people are, like, when you talk about election interference, like, that's literally how that stuff happens. It just, it builds and builds and builds, and then all of a sudden it hits this point where it's just sort of overwhelming and you look around and wonder how did that happen so fast? Um, so I don't know, I could see it becoming more common. Um, but I also would hope that, um, you know, that people try to keep combating it by, um, telling the truth and being accountable and that we get better at figuring out, you know, the thing we were, the thing that we kept talking about the last couple of days is, you can't find the root of this thing. You can't find where it started. You can't find anything anchored in fact. And it's just really weird. So I would hope that it doesn't become necessary and it's not something that happens all the time, but it certainly does seem to be moving that direction. Right. Now, some people are going to come back at you and say, well, I mean, how can you say it's fake news if you don't know exactly what's what the situation is with Bill Moose? Uh, no, but it doesn't even, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's, it doesn't even matter. I'm not saying it's fake in the sense that it's, you know, that I'm, that's what I say, you know, not everything in there has to be exactly, you know, untrue. Right. It's just that there was no, nothing in there. There was nobody, no, not a single person who had any form of substantiation or evidence or solid ability to show that any of this stuff happened. I mean, this would have been a lot different had somebody said, you know, this has Bill Moose did this, this, and this at this event. And here is concrete evidence that it happened. There was that literally did not exist. Right. No video. It was just people yeah. say, it was yeah. just people saying, you know, and that's where like that it's, it's not, it's not legitimate. If it's if you can't back it up, it's not legitimate. And there's just it's not really more complicated. Well, I mean, let's let's. There was one piece of genuine fake news, and that was the rumor. One part of the rumor was that Bill Moose was going to be fired, or that he would exactly. not have his job. Now, people are going to say, Parker, what? Do you, why do you guys do this? Why are you chasing these rumors? Well, at that point, there's a point. There's a threshold of a that a reporter has that a journalist has where you have it gets your attention when you hear that enough right that he's going to be fired well there's an obligation you have to if if only to protect your back to check into it and that was fake news but yeah go ahead parker go ahead yes yes and not only that but then okay so this you know if you you want to look into how the sausage is made to so so to speak by midnight on Monday night, late Monday night, we had reached out to sources who told us categorically Bill Moose is not getting fired. So at that point, I knew to a point where I was very comfortable that this was a bunch of baloney, that he was not getting fired. But I think that what happened was even between that period of time, at that point, 
you know, it was all, it was just sourced, you know, it was, it wasn't anybody saying it on the record, but it was people that, uh, you know, that I, and that we at the journal star trusted enough that we sort of knew he was not, you know, not going to get fired. You are as real as a punch in Thank the you. nose. Yeah. You, you do not, you do not spin. No, you're very. In fact, you're ex- you're one of the more transparent. That's why I was people. saying I can't spin things yeah. consciously. I can't do it. You know. Yeah, you're one of the more like transparent. Wear your emotions on your sleeve. Speak the truth. Yep. People I've ever met. So no, you're you could not be a any sort of spin doctor. Thank you. See, any I told sort you of I couldn't role. do it. Like, no, you're really uncomfortable. I half expected you to break out in hives while you're trying to do it. Well, I told you I was uncomfortable doing it, but I did it because uh, you asked me to. Yeah, yesterday was a doozy. Um, Through and through, yesterday was a doozy for Nebraska, starting with what was going on with Bill Moose early in the morning. Um, I was, as you know, I was getting texts early in the morning. We saw all of your texts, by the way, yesterday. We didn't address it. Not you, the listeners. We saw every text say, you was sent. It, was I, have I been outed? No. Um, no, you have not been outed. But I saw, yes, I, I saw every text you guys were saying yesterday morning. We just did not address it because there was rumors. Right. So it started with that. And then it was a very awkward day. Very awkward day. Felt I, I legitimately feel bad for Bill Moose. I, regard, I do too. I regard yesterday, uh, Tuesday, January, was it January 29th? Yes. January 29th as a with a lot of sadness. And I don't know, you don't want to make you don't want to make too much out of it, but you also don't want to just gloss over everything. You wonder of course, Jake, and I and, and you're mindful of things like this, so I want to ask you. Okay. What kind of I mean, does that what kind of brand hit does Nebraska take on a day like that? Uh it's a good question. I I don't know how It's hard to assess, yeah, isn't it? But I would say this I, I don't know what the national media said about the whole statement about Bill Moose. I know that they didn't Not know much. anything about it before there was a statement made from Hank Bounds and Ronnie Green regarding that Bill Moose, we stand behind him. You know, he's been here for 15 months. We stand behind him. You know, if you didn't know anything about the message board rumors and, and Twitter stuff going out there, you would say, why is anything being said about backing up Bill Moose? Did he do something wrong? And then you start investigating saying, hey, what's up with Bill Moose? So I understand why... Bounds and Greens said what they you know had the statement, but it just I think it led to more people saying, "Why was that said?" and investigating themselves as far as what was he, what are they even talking about? Why was this being brought up in the first place? You know, yeah. Appar- Don't you agree to that a little bit? I think so. That if you didn't know, you'd dig a little bit, saying, "Okay, oh what, yeah, what's yeah, yeah. Talk- what's, yeah. What are they even talking about?" Yeah, right for here? sure. There was a there were a lot of people that did not, I, and I heard from a lot of those people. That's why I know that didn't they they didn't know what was going on. They said, "What what what." It exactly is green what is bounds referring to why did they feel a need to put out a statement this was these were message board rumors but it got hot enough i think i do think it got hot enough and i think there's a larger discussion that we don't need to have today because we're going to stick with basketball but there's a larger discussion about the need to put out fires and the need to okay. put out these sorts of statements in situations like this um you know the world the world's obviously changing the social media world is so prevalent and word gets around so fast that i think it was okay to do this i mean if if you don't think it's okay i want you to think about what yesterday would have been like had nothing been said i i think the rumor would have continued to Fester, I yeah. think it would have got out of control. Sean Callahan joins us from HuskerOnline.com. Now, Sean, there's quite a saga uh, that, that really kicked up on Monday, continued into yesterday involving Bill Moose. 
Um, lot, and you're very familiar with the message board world. There's a lot of rumors. Um, the a the chancellor and the president felt that they were hot enough that they had to make a joint statement of support for Bill Moose. Uh, Bill Moose called the rumors of misuse of alcohol disgusting and without merit. Sean, how, I mean, as you when you think about the last 48 hours, what goes through your mind? I mean, it's, it's, it just reminds you of, like, small-town gossip, and I think it's one of the more unique things about Nebraska. Um, you go back to some of the rumors back in the Polini days of assistant coaches and other things and things like what we just went through this week. Um, there's, there's always been these – there's been this obsession almost with information up to the point where it's almost too much with some folks where, you know, rumors and things like that can spread and it becomes almost a game of telephone where everyone's calling everybody, texting everybody of their friends and it gets spread around and the story changes and gets juicier and juicier by the day, by the minute, uh, because everyone is just gossiping and talking about something like that. And then it gets out of control like we saw yesterday. And um, that was unbelievable when you think about it. Um, that a president, a chancellor, and an athletic director had to come out and basically make a statement about a post on an underground message board, um, you know, that started there and and went out like a wildfire. Yeah, and, and regarding that, again, they backed Bill Moose up now, uh, Sean. And I guess regarding him and potentially, you know, potentially an upcoming coaching search. This is a guy that in the past has hired Ernie Kent twice at Oregon and Washington State. And you know, this, this could be a very big hire if Nebraska has to get rid of Miles and get somebody in there. Do you trust his acumen to be able to you know get a uh, to get a good coach in Nebraska and be able to get this program back up to a level that they are you know consistently upper half in the Big Ten? Well, I think he's got more experience than anyone that's done here before. Um, I mean, Bill Byrne obviously hired Barry Collier years ago, but he almost got Bill Seltzer. I mean, that was his main target. But I really, you know, you think about the the past hires and Collier left. He left in August, and they had to hire Doc Sadler in August. That was not ideal. I mean, even at that time, they probably should have just made Scott Spinelli the interim head coach for the season and then made a hire at the end of the year um, when, when actually basketball coaches leave their jobs. Um, so that was a really, really interesting deal. Um, you know, Tim Miles, I, th- I think, at the time was a good hire. I felt like when they hired him, they did it a year before everybody else was going to go after him because Colorado State was going to have an even a better team the next year he left. And they got on him um, where you know, they first went after John Gross and lost out on him. Um, so it will be interesting if they make this move. I mean, everyone's attention will once again go to Dan Altman uh, because of his connections to the state, his connections to the relationship with Tom Osborne, um, you know, and even Scott Frost to an extent from Oregon when they were out there together um, coaching for the Ducks. Uh, so it will be interesting if they go this route. And, you know, if it turns to Altman uh, or, or, you know, what route they go because – um, you know, it kind of, you know, I think the fans' expectations that they make this move are going to be really high. And if it's just another mid-major guy, I don't know how excited people are going to be, um, you know, if it's not, you know, kind of on the level of how we saw the football hiring process go down. Part of the problem with this market, and I think it's a problem. I, I mean, I, when I say problem, I mean problem. Sean Callahan alluded to it. There's 30 guys or 30 people that draw a paycheck full time, essentially either covering Nebraska athletics um, or commentating on Nebraska athletics. It's a slow time in football, so everybody's atten- attention wasn't getting diverted. It was. There's a lot of media that were going to be fixated on this. Yeah. They didn't know where to go with it, with the rumors. They hear they were hearing them. Everybody was, like Sean said, it becomes like a phone game. Everybody's texting each other, yeah, pretty much. wondering what's going on. Yes. And so, yeah, I mean, I know Hank Bounds, he's not on message boards, but he was getting screenshots of what was being said. He said none of this is true. And I think if you let it fester too much, it can become damaging. So why not nip it in the bud? I would think this happens at more places, though, right? I wouldn't, don't wouldn't think you, so. Wouldn't you think there's rumors out uh, there that I, spread regarding okay. a, a coach or an AD? Uh, Jake, now, not every market, especially 
college markets have 30 people devoted to full-time people devoted to one team. No, I think you, I don't think you understand that. And a lot of people don't that you think Nebraska is just like it is at any number of schools. I've, I always, yeah, it's a lot more here than it is. Right, a lot of I always places. say it. Well, now, what are we talking about? The the level of intensity, the level of of coverage, um, the level of fixation. Don't come on. You maybe will could name five places that are on par with Nebraska, and I don't even think there's five to be honest. I I, I mean, no. the The answer to that question is no. It's not like this at other places. It, it's just not. Talked on the program about 30 people making a living full time covering the Huskers, and and sometimes it just gets to be this big echo chamber. Was your 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 term? In that respect, then, if everybody is talking about the same thing, you have to separate yourselves from the rest of the crowd, right? You have to somehow define you're different than the rest of the crowd. If you were to step outside of yourselves and say, "How are we different than the rest of the crowd?" Well. Personality. I mean, I, again, it goes back to what we talked about, that the chemistry probably separates us from some shows, um, the, time, the time. I mean, th- th- there's not a lot on from 6 to 8, so that helps us, I think. And I think, we, I think the energy, too. Um, I think our energy is different than most shows. Um, but, again, it, it goes back to chemistry and, and that – that sense that people know exactly that how we're feeling. I mean, we are very, very transparent. I mean, I, I think that's I think that's really critical. And I think I think that really comes through. I mean, and I think that I think that's probably those are the differentiators. And Jake doesn't give himself enough credit. I will listen back to the show sometimes, and it strikes me that I can sound kind of like a bumbling buffoon, which concerns me, but, but Jake keeps the show on track. Um, and he's funny. Like I, like when I listen back, what I notice is I will, I think Jake's very dry kind of sometimes. Um, but it's, but there's some hidden kind of humor that, that is really appealing. React to that and then my earlier question, please. Yeah, I, I think that regarding why people listen to us and what separates us is, is Sips right. We, you know, six to 8 a.m. is, First of all, it's an early. It's a, it's a different, not very popular time slot as far as for sports talk in this area goes. But we're, we're we have energy. You know, you could go in the show and be drab and boring because you just woke up. You know, it's hard to six o'clock. Like he was saying before, it it feels weird at six o five to get in your car. You're just waking up. You're driving to work for an early shift and hear two guys. You know, with energy or even sometimes yelling or one of the hosts just going crazy. You think, how could that be possible at 6 o'clock? You know, other shows that are in the morning for sports talk, they will have some energy, but I, I just I get bored listening to them because there's just not a lot there. You know, 11 to 2, you're going to hear some energy, 2 to 6, but it is hard to wake up and just go. You know, sometimes we're waking up, we walk in here, and, and we're doing the show. You know, that's the way it is. So I think we're both I, now here's the thing. I think we are. I don't know if you're. I think Jake's probably. Jake's always energetic, so it doesn't really matter the time of the day. He's a very energetic person. I'm a morning person, um, so it. I think it just works from that standpoint. I mean, we're we're just fired up. I mean, Jake's just a naturally fired up person. I would say I am too, and I I sometimes kind of fight the notion that I'm a big sports fan, but I probably at the core I am. You know. Um, and I, I get fired up about yeah. certain things. What do you mean by that? You you fight the notion that you're not a big sports fan? Yeah, a little bit, because I think some of it's just kind of ridiculous. Sports. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot. Well, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just kind of. It's not real life, is it? Except no. when the coach gets fired and the athletic director has to answer questions and, and the fans go crazy and the stadium is full of people and you've got a four-win four football team back-to-back. Other than that, it's not real life. Yeah. Yeah. It, now there's real life elements that inevitably creep in, like what happened with Moose, mm-hmm. uh, the rumor thing yesterday, and then then it gets very real. And um, I generally think of it as fun, um, but it's not. But, but as you saw, as you see, like the, the Miles situation isn't necessarily fun at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important, and we we I think we address it like that. 
guy told me years ago when I started, he said, just remember this. It's only radio. Right? It's only radio. It's only television. You're here to entertain, to inform, to have some fun, but really, it's only radio. And that stuck with me always. We have to kind of remember that, don't we? Yeah. I mean, again, we, we feel an obligation to provide good content to our listeners and, and you know, be accurate as much. You know, if you're inaccurate, that's, that takes away your credibility. And, and the, you know, people can say, oh, those guys are wrong all the time. They say things that are just inaccurate, and we don't want to do that. So you're right. It is just You're out of work. If right, you're yeah. wrong all oh, the yeah. time. Yeah. It is, you know, just a profession, but you can do your profession as well as you can and, and make sure that you have as few mistakes as possible. And if you make mistakes, we we're not we're not afraid to correct our mistakes. We'll go into a break sometimes, list a stat, we'll come back saying we need, need to make yeah. a correction yeah. about a stat. Yeah. And I think people like that. They almost they kinda laugh like, Okay, there's yeah. Jake and Sip. But at least we correct our mistakes if we make it. We don't let it just a a glaring mistake that we say go that we don't address. Right. You know. Take your work seriously, but not yourself yeah, too seriously. Well, yeah. I mean, I, there's no doubt that we have fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, the, I mean, we work in that element, which is good. I think there's a proper amount of seriousness and fun, and that's probably what you're out ultimately trying to achieve. We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? Tomorrow, of early break with Sip and Jake. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Are you surprised to hear, Sip, that the text line is full of people who would want Tim Miles to be fired today? Are oh, you surprised God. about that? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's, where, that's what happened in no, no, those four straight games. Wait a second. Well, now, what, what good because would it do? Because people are over the top. When, when things happen, they go poorly. I mean, too. I could be, I mean, maybe you could convince, someone could convince me that that's the right move, but I'd have to be convinced. What good would it do right now yeah, I to know. do that to the player? I, I had, I think, 10 personal texts last night asking me seriously, so how soon is Miles getting fired? I said, it's not going to happen until the end of the season if it happens. Well, I, you know, Moose's policy Yes, he doesn't not. fire coaches midseason. So I said, suck it up. If it goes bad, it's not going to happen until... Mid-March. Well, I, what, what people would say is you can begin the search earlier, right? Right. You can do that behind the scenes. Sure you can, with the, with the coach being still employed. You don't, you don't like, you know, you can't offer anything. But. I mean, it's, uh, this is a little, uh, it's all, you know, it's a very awkward conversation. Why, Scott, does this show work? Um, I think it's just important, the personalities that we see in Jake and, and Sip. I think you need to have two pretty distinct personalities and these two guys bring it, and it, it was clear within the first week of, of interning here just uh, the impact these guys have. Sip is a very strong personality, uh, and sometimes people don't like someone who is is pretty real. He's pretty blunt, and I think that is needed, and so is Jake, and the two really bounce off each other, um, and it's easy not to get mixed up with either of these guys at all because you, you know Jake as the guy who I speak for all of us in Husker fans and saying, we want a good head coach type of comments. And so the two bounce off each other very, very well. And I think that makes the show blend uh, pretty darn well. Do they always have this kind of energy? Are they like this every morning? Every single morning. It is so fun because I, I come in at like 555 and these these two guys are already, hey, hot take, are you ready for another good show? And uh, Sip is, hey, we, we, we need full energy, we need full attention today. So it's nice to come in. Waking up early is never, never an easy, easy thing, but these two kind of bring some ease to it and just make it enjoyable to be here for, you know, the two hours in the morning. Scott Ayers works as a producer at 93.7, the ticket in Lincoln. It's time for the two-minute drill. Hot round, red seven, red seven, red seven. Hot round, down, set, hut, 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 Illinois has two conference wins this year, Sip, but how confident are you in Nebraska going out there this weekend and winning a game in basketball? Not confident. <laughs> Not Illinois beat Minnesota by 20-plus. Yes. Illinois just won on a neutral court against Maryland on Saturday by 11. Yep. The game will be very difficult. If Nebraska wins, it'll win a close game. I don't think they'll win. I, I do think the game will be close. I think that Illinois will win a close game. I agree with you, and the spiral will just keep 
going down and down and down. For Steve Sipple, I am Jake Sorensen. See you. Thank you to Steve Sipple and Jake Sorensen of Early Break. They do a two-hour show five days a week on 93.7 FM, The Ticket, in Lincoln. And we'd like to thank Scott Ayers as well. I'm John Schrader.